Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Welcome back to the show. Very appreciative uh, that we have you as a listener, that we have Derek McGarry as a sponsor. Um, we we kind of lost Dr. Harper in that first segment. Make no mistake about it. We're going to we're gonna get an opportunity to, to bring her back onto the show. Uh, one of the other 11 people who are uh, a part of the African-American community for the Texarkana Regional Humanities Arts Council, which I could not figure out what that H stood for. <laughs> I was so glad she <laughs> spelled it out for me. Yeah, so, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I really do appreciate and love what they do. I couldn't name all 11 of them, but right. I can name Trevor Rest and Fortenberry because they've impressed me with the work that they've done there as well as in other places. And I know it's, it's sad you shouldn't start naming people. You, you should name now all I'm, of them. Now I'm thinking of others <laughs> that are involved. And we don't want to leave nobody out. Right. But we have another guest. We do. We have Vashil Fernandez with us of the Texarkana Homeless Coalition. And um, we're going to allow him to introduce himself because we have a lot of exciting events coming up with that as well uh, regarding the need in Texarkana. Vashil, are you with us? Mr. Hernandez. Okay. Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. Wow, that is so sad on my part. Let me go check my phone right quick. Okay. Um, As he is looking to uh, bring Mr. Fernandez in, we are um, excited to um, have his presence with us this morning discussing Texarkana Homeless Coalition. And as we know, homelessness in the United States is a growing phenomenon, but the growing need and opportunity for our provide uh, avenues to uh, better the situation for others is a great uh, way to uh, advance our society. I think we got Mr. Fernandez with us now. Mr. Fernandez, are you there? Yes. All right. Good deal. I apologize. From time to time, I don't merge the calls. This technology is it's kind of way above my head, y'all. But now, Mr. Fernandez, I didn't want to just give away all of your goods because <laughs> we want you to have the floor. <laughs> it's just something that I'm very excited about. So we're real excited to have you this morning as uh, you are uh, a, a great contributor to the Texarkana Homeless Coalition. And we want to allow the floor for you to introduce yourself. Well, thank you guys for having me, firstly. I, um, for those who know me, my name is Bashil Fernandez. I work um, for the city of Texarkana, Texas, as a community development specialist, but I'm also the chair for the Texarkana Homeless Coalition. Wow. So you're very connected to um, leadership in our area and the needs. So, Vashil, are you yeah. from the Texarkana area? Originally. No, I was born and raised in a little island called Jamaica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, how how long have you been here in the area? Um, do you have family with you? Yeah, I, I moved here um, November 2019. So I've been here for uh, close to 15 months. Um, I moved here with my beautiful wife, with my two, now almost three kids. Um, oh, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you got any? You got any, any future basketball players amongst the brood? Um, so, well, we'll see. They're they're at an age right now where they're like, eh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if they they their mom played basketball and volleyball, so we'll see if they take to any of those sports. So, in the short amount of time you've been here, I mean, you've hit the the ground running. Uh, with contribution. So let's talk a little bit about the Texarkana Homeless Coalition. So 
define or, you know, specify the needs that exist from your perspective, from both working for the city and through the coalition? Well, as it relates to homelessness, I think the biggest need that we um, have talked to a couple of the organizations about right now is we need um, permanent supportive housing because we do offer um, like a lim- limited time, um, which is called rapid rehousing. So they're in the program for about um, 24 months, but we need a program that, that that's permanent and lasts a little bit longer. And the other need that I was talking to somebody about is just having more after-school programs. And so we've kind of been working with Salvation Army um, to get their to get the Boys and Girls Club back up and running. So those, I think, I think are two of the bigger needs that we're that will have the most long-term effects. Right now, it's hard to determine some of those other needs because because of COVID. It might be a need right now, but two months from now that might change because depending on how everything goes. And so more, the more la- na- lasting need that we're seeing is to provide permanent supportive housing for our homeless population and try to um, provide um, after-school care for some of those families who um, are able to send their kids to school, but in the evening they don't have anything to do with them. Ms. Fernandez, let me ask you this, and I'm speaking from the standpoint of somebody who probably is ill-informed or has some misconceptions about that need. I, I, I'm, I, I think some people may look at the housing or the lack thereof of the homelessness issue, and they think that these are transients. These are people from someplace else who floating through here, whether they a hobo on the railroad. And I hate to use that, you know, politically incorrect word, Correct. but it is there for a reason. <laughs> or whether they, you know, they just dropped off at the bus station or whatever. But they, they, they have. There's this misperception. I think that these are somebody else or from somewhere else. So. We, we, we probably shouldn't care or, or put anything out there for them because they're going to stick around there. So talk a little bit about the misconceptions that exist around homelessness because people try to detach it as if they're not people or they're not us. Yeah, I mean, and it's a lot of it is like you're saying, people think they're from other places, but we do have people from local and uh, there's a number of different reasons why people can end up homelessness. And even now with COVID, this is, probably one of the bigger times where people end up homeless. The 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 uh, moratorium for, for um, apartments is coming up, so we might see more people going homeless, um, whether it is from substance abuse, um, from debt. There's a lot of different things that can drive people into homelessness. Um, and and they are people just like all of us that some some people, some of us just need more help than others. Um, and that's why we have all these organizations that exist that try to help these people to get back on their feet. So the Texas Grand Homeless Coalition serves as a connector. So when we talk about how one is received for the services or assistance that is provided, can you talk about who some of those connectors are? Would it be like the Randy yes, Sam so, shelter or, okay. Yes. So like, so we, those are two of our biggest, two of our biggest um, agencies within our coalition is Randy Sam's um, shelter, the Salvation Army shelter and Mission Texarkana. And those are, those are where people frequent a lot. Also St. Edward's church, because these are places where people go to sleep or pe- where people go to get, get fed. And those are the places that we have, there's a lot, a lot of interaction with a lot of our 
not only our homeless population, but people who are who are, are in need. Now, that are in need or homeless, are you seeing a higher number of those of color um, in our area that, you know, fall in, in, in this category? Um, I would have to say, like, from my perspective, from people I've seen, I, I and again, I, after being here for just over a year, I think, I think the number I've seen is, somewhat equal in terms of of being people of color okay. um, versus just being Caucasian. And I, I've seen somewhat of an equal number. Okay. Let me ask you this, Ms. Fernandez. Um, one of the political words that has been thrown around much during this uh, political season has been income inequality. Talk a little bit, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. about um, the, the what the numbers say. M- I would like to think that sometimes homelessness occurs because of, like you said, you know, debt or uh, substance abuse or, you know, mental incapacities and such. But sometimes people are working and working hard. And yes, they just don't make enough money to 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 meet the the the, the, the need. Yeah, that's also another thing that that causes people to get into homelessness. Um, They're working jobs where they're not getting paid well. Um, You're making a certain amount of money making maybe a thousand dollars a month but your rent costs eight hundred dollars and you have to pay try to pay for food and electricity and all of that stuff um and you get to a point where if you can't pay electricity bill you get evicted because you're you're not you can pay your your rent but you can't pay your electricity and you get evicted and now you're homeless um there's a lot of that and and yeah there is definitely a huge deal with income inequality where a lot of people aren't, aren't getting, aren't, aren't getting their, their jobs they're, they're able to get are jobs that really don't pay in, uh, an income where people can naturally live off of it. So in working toward uh, making sure that it's clear that there is a challenge with um, <clears throat> the need and the income inequality and so forth, in moving more towards solution-based uh, ways, let's talk about the Bridge City Project and what we as a community can do to combat this ugly situation. Yes, and so the, the Bridge City project has been going on way before I've been here. It's been um, about 10 years since they've been putting on this project. One, um, what what we do with with um, the chili cook-off is to try to raise awareness, of, as we were talking about here, that people go into homelessness because they income inequality and, and substance abuse and these other different things. Um, and these are people, too, like they need help where we come to some point in our life where we need help and some people just need it more than others to help these people. And we also bring awareness that it's sometimes the stigma comes on, well, what is, what, what's happening in Texarkana for these people? Um, that's also what we try to show at the Chili Cook-Off, that we have all these organizations that are providing, are trying to provide these needs to, to help these people. And so that, that's, one of the reasons why we are having this chili cook-off is to wear awareness about that, but also to bring the community together, to bring bring different people who don't get to see that, but also get to have some good chili. Now, we're in that time, for, we're, we're in chili weather, as I like to call it. Um, 
And it's just a good time to get the community together and also some of the funding, what we what we raised through our raffles that we're putting on this year, we're having a really good raffle. Um, that funding goes back into providing job training opportunities, scholarship, like we had um, a girl, her name is April. She was one of our homeless clients and we got her house and um, she ended up through that scholarship going to Texarkana A&M and, um, and getting her, her paralegal degree. Um, and so these are some of the success stories that we see from this and see that we are, what we're doing is work is working. Uh, we would like to do it a lot more, but we're, we're seeing success and it's working. We want to continue that and let, let the people in the community know that as well and be able to be a part of it. Now, if, if there are people who don't know what the Bridge City Project is or they want to know when the chili cook-off is and what can I do and how can I be a part of, give us some specifics about how do they tap into what you have going on. You know, when is the chili cook-off and what can be done or what needs do exist with the Bridge City Project? Yes, so so we have our, our annual Bridge Chili, chili Cook-off on Friday, January 29th. So this Friday is going to start at 5 p.m. at 316 Hazel Street, Texarkana, Arkansas. So that's going to be right there um, in front of the Salvation Army Hope Center, their shelter. Uh, we're going to have every, we're going to mo- we're moving everything from the parking lot to the street, block off the street so we can social distance and spread people out. And we'll have music, so we'll have live entertainment. Um, and for people who want to come and just try chili and just get some more awareness, they're fine to do that. They can, the chili is going to be free and they also get to judge the chili as well. They'll get a ticket to, um, to place in one of the jars to see what, whatever chili they like. But if you want to, um, cook chili, you can go to www.txkhc.org. Um, and it takes you to the sign up link. It's $25 to sign up to cook chili. Um, we can be a part of that. The other thing that we have is also a raffle. Um, we have we have a, a wide range of ra- uh, raffle items. We got a wind chimer the other day. We have um, this three-in-one uh, instant pot and uh, pressure cooker that um, we'll be giving away. We have a $100 gift card to Amazon, another one to Target, uh, courtesy of JCM Industries. And we have some other... Um, Kitchen, kitchen accessories as well. So the people can come. Uh, the tickets are five dollars. Uh, raffle tickets are five dollars for one, or you can get five tickets for twenty dollars. Um, people can call me. They can go to Salvation Army. They have tickets. Mission Texarkana, Randy Sams, all those agents have tickets. Um, they can call me at nine zero three seven nine eight three nine zero four. I'll have a bunch of tickets or. When they show up on Friday, we'll have tickets, um, raffle tickets there for people to buy. But all of, all of this is just, again, focus on um, bringing awareness, um, bringing a community together, um, and just enjoying some good chili and having some fun. Now, Vashiel, I have a question. Traditionally, you do the box yeah. structure contest and the overnight camp out. Yeah. And in the past, I have mm-hmm. just enjoyed that so much. That is also included in this week, this year's uh, event, correct? No, we will not be setting up any boxes. Okay. Um, this year, we haven't done it in, in the past. We're we're looking, um, we're looking at how to best go about doing that moving forward in the future. Uh, we're going to work on a committee to see if we can set up something again. But um, we 
I, I think they stopped the year before I came in. Um, and so we've had some conversations about trying to get back into that. And now with COVID, um, we kind of put that on the back burner. Um, and hopefully um, in, in subsequent uh, Chile, uh, Bridge City project years, we can, uh, we can look to go back into going back into that. Okay. Now, Ms. Fernandez, you say that this Bridge City project has gone on for 10 years. I don't know how often you've had the, the chili cook-off, but let me ask you this from the standpoint of a pescatarian. I'm not <laughs> one of those people who eats meat. so it, and, and I mean, you don't have any control over who comes to prepare chili, but is there anybody who's going to be, because we have some, some people who've been on the show who do a lot of great vegetarian stuff, and I don't know if you guys are going to have somebody down there for me. So um, in the midst of giving away all this free chili, is it going to be anything I could eat? Well, if you can find somebody who wants to cook chili and invite them to come out, <laughs> then you'll have somebody to eat. That sounds good to me. That's a, that's an invitation. <laughs> yeah, so, if you want to come out and make some, some vegan chili, I'm, I'm up for it. Yep. So Friday, uh, January 29th, 5 p.m. Now, you know, it, it gets dark kind of early now, so it's going to be, you know, pitch black come 6 o'clock. But how late do you think we're going to be out there? Or does that part even come to play? We're just going to stay till you know, good you know, times run out. We're, we're going to start putting stuff down about 7.30 and it should be done by 8 o'clock. And again, you mentioned that there's $5 raffle tickets. Tell us again, what are the items that are going to be raffled off? Um, this three-in-one Instapot pressure cooker air fryer. Um, we have a $100 gift card to Amazon and another $100 gift card to um, to Target. We'll have, we got a wind chime. We have some other kitchen um, accessories, like we have a nice bowl. We have like a, a hot chocolate maker. Um, we have like a $50 gift card to Elysium Spa. Um, and we have some other things that are still coming in, but we have some good raffle prices this year. And again, you said it was at www.txkhc, and I'm sure that HC stands for Homeless Coalition dot org, or nine zero three seven nine eight three nine zero four. Yes. All right. Well. Tell, tell me this, Mr. Fernandez, and, and I'm going to ask you this from the standpoint of somebody who sees America through the eyes of someone who came here from another country. You know, a lot of people in America mm -hmm. don't know Puerto Rico is still uh, part of the U.S. And they were talking about the president of Puerto mm -hmm. Rico and all that. So I ain't going to get into all that and offend nobody on the right and their fearless <laughs> leader. Please don't. But <laughs> looking at this last week, um, just any observations or thoughts that you have about our democracy, and and I say our because you're here now. So whether you green card or permanent or got residence in both, you're American to me. So just what are your thoughts about you know kind of where we've gone, and even if you want to look at it from a gender standpoint. Um, my thoughts are, uh, I think we need. There's a lot of problems that need to be addressed, and not just sweep under the rug. Um, and not, not just look at, um, because there's a spotlight on it right now and then forgotten in the next, in the next couple of months when things start to change, but truly having those deep conversations and, and one owning up to a responsibility of stuff that has happened and try to move into, well, all right, we understand that this happened let's stop focusing on what has happened, but how can we fix it and how can we move forward together? 
And I think that's the biggest thing is I, I, the last couple of months there's been just so much division yeah. between everybody on different different topics and how can we move together as a country um, towards dealing with all the different issues that, that we face from from inequality to poverty um, to hunger. And these are just some of the, the basic things or some of the things that are important. How can we, one, folk, um, understand that there is a problem and move from just talking about the problem to, okay, what are we going to do to to deal with the problem? Because we know the problem exists. Um, I think that's where our focus should move in to deal with the problem and, and doing it together, not as... As separate entities. Now you talk about sweeping the problem under the rug, Mr. Fernandez, and and I'm going to quote a gentleman who um, he would be 93 if he had lived until last Monday, or Monday before last, I should say. But he he he's no longer with us. He's martyred for his cause. I'm talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And Dr. King uh, gave mm-hmm. a quote in 1963 in which he said, "God never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, inordinate wealth." while others live in abject, deadening poverty. In light of what Dr. Mm-hmm. King said, and, and, and some people in the political context, they say that uh, health and some of the things are human rights. It's not just a function of capitalism that you know delivers, we're going to have rich people, we're going to have poor people deal with it. <laughs> you know, We're not going to have public policy mm-hmm. that cares, or we've given enough already. So, Talk a little bit about that because there's some conflict there between maybe who we could and should be and who we are. Because what we profess ourselves to be, if you look at some other countries, that we'll try to say they're socialized or they got socialized medicine or that's too socialist. But really all they're doing is taking care of their people and being just good humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me, coming from a country where um, I know at least when I was growing up, for me, my health care was free until I became an adult at 18 years old. Um, and this is my personal. I think that's a good thing because it's hard if you if here, if your kid gets sick and you don't have insurance, you can't take them to a good doctor, you start worrying. If if that was a system where, you know, your, your kid or an older folk can get taken care of, those are stuff that take a lot of pressure off people and one, and that's also another part of why some people end up homelessness because they spend all this money dealing with doctor bills for all the different medical problems that they have and then they don't have any money to pay for housing and anything else like that. Um, so in my perspective, I think, as you said, taking care of our people, even if it just until you get to the age of 18, you have free health care or whatever else they want to put in place. I know that would be different because America is way bigger than Jamaica was or is. Um, but having structures that are really taking care of people, I know they have Medicaid and all these other things, but it still doesn't get you some of the help that people need to actually have better help. Well, I just want to say thank you for um, the attention to detail that you're giving in the efforts that you are with the coalition, this project specifically, and with the city of Texarkana. Um, And I think that, you know, your perspective and experience um, is vital 
especially to our area, because sometimes it does take a unique eye, someone that has their places and, um, you know, that type of thing to help develop and advance uh where we are so again i just thank you, mm-hmm. you I, i'd love to just know a little bit more about living in jamaica not visiting living in jamaica so mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that if you don't mind because i've only been there as a visitor right. what is it like to live in jamaica after having lived in all over the states as well as you know in a different country what well, what is it like there i i mean i love it i i hopefully I'm I'm hopefully wanting to go back and actually get some get some economic development things going there. Um, that's been one of my goals. Uh, but I grew up. I was born in Kingston, but I was raised in really the most country part of the of the, the pretty much central part of the um, of, of the country. People used to ask me, I, how come you're from an island and you don't know how to swim? I'm like, well, I live in the most central part where there's no rivers. Um, or anything to go to like that, but it's, it's lots of fun. Um, some stuff has changed, but the weather is always nice. I don't have to worry about winter. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have about a seventy degree winter. Wow, that's the coldest that we get for most years. Um, but I think it, and and then I mean, there's all there's problems wherever you go. We have right. people living in poverty. We have crime, and those are the things that drive me to want to get into economic development. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing the need for better infrastructure, better policies, um, just has always been my focus of wanting to get into a place where I can help with that, help people get jobs, help people develop their, their wherever they are at. Um, that's always been in the back of my mind and and now I've have I have the opportunity to come to a country where I can learn a lot and hopefully be able to take that back there and and get some stuff done with a lot of my friends that are that are about that same mission as well. Miss Fernandez, unfortunately our time is is kind of wrapping up. Um is there any summarizing statement or closing comment that you want to make whether it's relative to America or Jamaica or the homeless coalition? <laughs> so uh, if we we kind of get off on tangents here, but it's it's only when it's interesting. But is there any closing comments that you'd like to make relative to what is going on Friday, January 29th at 5 p.m. the chili cook-off? Yeah, uh, the biggest thing I would say people just um come out, contribute. Um it's for a great cause. Um, we're all we're all from here who live in Texarkana, and we want to see the city develop. And part of that is our our, our homeless population is part of the city. And so let's let's work together to to get that done. Whether you want to cook chili or come out and taste, um, you're invited. Just come and join us and and just enjoy the night. Now I didn't ask you the particular people who are sponsoring this that need to be mentioned. I know you can't mention everybody, but is there anybody who perhaps their name does need to come up or their organization does need to be mentioned? Um, we have we have um, a lot of great organizations. Um, we have Habitat that's working for us, and then obviously Randy Sam's Mission Texarkana Salvation Army, JCM Industries sponsored some of our um, some of our gift cards. Um, the, Texarkana A and M professor, education professor, they sponsor some of our um, some of our, our our kitchen accessories as well. Um, and, and greater Texarkana young professionals uh, have been very helpful, and these are just uh, some of the key people. Um, we have we just 
and you guys um, on the radio, Texarkana Radio, that have been great about helping us spread the words, and we we really appreciate that. All right. All right. But with that said, we certainly appreciate you. We always enjoy having you on. Um, yes. It's it's nothing like a fresh set of eyes, which is kind of what perspective provides you with. So yes. we appreciate you totally in support of you. That said, our guests, stick with us. We're going to take a quick break. After that, more Sunday show. The Sunday show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Sometimes in life, a sudden situation, a moment in time, alters your whole life and forever changes the road ahead. But we want you to know that no matter what, we are here to help you be prepared for the ups and downs and twists and turns through your life's journey. We are here to help life go right. We are your good neighbor. Always have been and always will be. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. All right, thanks for sticking with us during the break. We are very appreciative. Uh, Derek McGarry does not have to put his hard-earned money behind this, but he does. And I think uh, in light of people like Donald Nelson who kind of brought him in, uh, and I, I hope I'm correct when I say that. Yeah. But uh, we've had a great show, Lamoya. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to have you in the studio. You, I must commend you. Um, I don't have to, to push or pull or prime or pump. I'm using Doctor uh, uh, Dr. Reed, Kenneth Reed's words when I say that. <laughs> I think of him whenever I say words like that. But you, you just kind of fall in place and you make it happen and you bring a lot to the table. I was a little bit discouraged uh, by losing Dr. Harper in the first segment, but... I'm pretty sure that we're going to either get her back or somebody from track because they've got so much great stuff going on that we have to talk about. it. They do. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, around town, there's plenty of advertisement for that. In the meantime, if you have any questions or concern, if you happen to know Dr. Harper or to locate the contact information for the track building, which is not very far town um i think that everyone shouldn't hesitate to want to know what's going on with the committee and i mean i was it was kind of cool i didn't know she went to school at lincoln and i know there's a hbcu lincoln that's in philadelphia just outside of it and i don't know the history about the lincoln's in missouri mm. so there, there was some stuff there that i'm i'm certain knowing me i'm gonna bring it up when i get a back i was gonna up. say dr harper <laughs> if you're listening out there still we're going yeah. to bring you back because there's a lot of historical premise that we would like to know more about and then in the second half we had vasil fernandez and what we didn't get into this time is he doesn't present himself as an athlete, but that's really kind of what brought him to America and really? gave him the presence and the education. He used his athleticism to get an education. And now you look at what he's doing in terms ah. of being a community development specialist. It had nothing to do with what he did with soccer and basketball. It had everything to do with the fact that he went to school to get himself out of the situation he was in and get a better life. Well, again, that's that humility. You know, we talked about Dr. Lauren Robertson last uh, week with her servitude. And here we go again with the he you know his focus is on the homeless coalition and what he does for the city with his hands um and you know he just was humble enough to not mention him you know self so yeah. 
Well, I mean, I bring all of that up to make this point to our young people. Um, you can aspire to be a athlete or a artist and be on stage and make a money and make name for yourself, but but use anything that you get to do something with right. it. What are you gonna do with that platform, with that money, with that influence? Mm -hmm. Do something with it. Don't just get it and think it's all about mm -hmm. me and I'm a hoard. Now have an agenda, and, right. and so I mean. I want if people have that end in mind when they go into it. I the think Covey the, principle. Yeah, the Covey <laughs> principle. Stephen Covey coming out. You know, we'll appreciate where we are and where we end up as a people. Well, and that's we're not going to get there individually. And I mean, you know, with respect to Covey, well, before Covey, Mom, Mama, those principles were there yeah. exactly. Mama and them said, yeah. you know, you get everything that you can while you can. And you know, it's so funny, um, um, Lamoya, because in a lot of cases. People take stuff that is common knowledge or biblical mm -hmm. and they rebrand it. And it's like all of a sudden, all of these principles apply to the business world and the personal development. And guess what? All of that stuff came straight out the Bible. <laughs> all of our parents and grandparents taught us these same principles. So, yeah. you know, our service here every Sunday morning is to provide and specify and, you know, inquire about our local community. You know, we care about the quality of your life. So we want to make sure that we pry into what's going on. What are the needs? What are the issues? And inform you, the listeners. And, uh, you know, Philip and I are co-pilots in this ride, you know, across the landscape. And we want to make sure that you see here and do it all. The PNG family. Yeah. That said, we probably should go ahead and begin the process of wrapping things up. So that is all for this show. We hope that you have enjoyed the Sunday show with another amazing show and some amazing guests. We hope you have a great day and we'll tell all of your friends and family and beyond about the Sunday show. Now on behalf of LaMoya Burks and all the great and wonderful people here at Texarkana Radio, thank you for being our listener. Thanks for being kind enough to tune in to our show. Remember, you are listening to KTOY Radio 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of your life. The soul of the city. Please stay tuned for Miss Judy Woods and her show Gospel Intervisions, which comes to you each Sunday morning right after this show. In case you want to hear this show again, it will be rebroadcast at 6 p.m. this evening on our sister station 105.9 FM. And all of the podcasts of our previous shows is available at www.ktoy1047.com. If you want to appear on this show, please contact myself, LaMoya Burks, at 903-244-3997. Keep in mind that we schedule guests at least a month in advance. Please contact me, LaMoya Burks, well in advance for your desired date. Again, that number is 903-244-3997. Our closing quote is uh, courtesy of a gentleman who we celebrated his birthday uh, with the federal holiday on January the 18th. I'm talking about uh, he was actually born Michael, but his name when his father uh, changed his name is Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King said this at a Nobel Peace Prize address in 1964. A second evil which plagues the modern world is that of poverty. Like a monstrous octopus, it projects its nagging prehensile tentacles in lands and villages all over the world. Almost two-thirds of the people of the world go to bed hungry at night. They are undernourished, ill-housed, and shabbily clad. Many of them have no houses or beds to sleep in. Their only beds are the sidewalks of the cities and the dusty roads of the villages. Most of these poverty-stricken children of God have never seen a physician or a dentist. That said, 
We will be back next week with The Sunday Show. We love you. The Sunday Show will return next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have questions, contact Dee Dee Woods, ddwoods56 at aol.com. The views and opinions expressed during The Sunday Show are not necessarily the views or opinions of Texarkana Radio Center. More of your favorite jams coming up. Coming up now, your greater Texas.